Are you tired of the cookie cutter approach to education that's stuck in the last century? Are you seeking a win-win situation where your family thrives, your kid's education is revolutionary, and you still get to chase your own dreams? Welcome to Unschooled Unleashed. Unlock your child's genius. I'm your host, Matthew Jarecki, an unapologetic rebel dad and promoter of what many consider to be educational anarchy. You know the world isn't going to be won by those that just toe the line. It's the innovators, the visionaries, and the resilient spirits that are going to thrive. Our mission here is to forge those world changers within our very homes with less stress, energy, and time. Unschooled, Unleashed starts now. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Unschooled Unleashed. I'm your host, Matthew Jarecki, and today we're going to talk about the S word in home education. That's right, socialization. It's the first thing that people ask about when they find out I'm homeschooling my children. And it's something I get a lot of questions about from parents who do homeschool and they're wanting to increase socialization. So we're going to have two episodes on this. We're going to call this the socialization toolkit. We're going to have the first episode today that's going to cover why socialization socialization is important. We're also going to go into why socialization might be superior amongst the home educated. And then we're going to finish out with some practical application that you can start today to help socialize your children. So without further delay, let's dive in. All right. So first, let's talk about the significance of socialization. Not that I have to sell many people on this, but socialization is important. We can't just ignore it. Uh, It is the foundation of interpersonal skills. Uh, Socialization cultivates essential life skills like communication, empathy, and teamwork, which are crucial for personal and professional success. We can't just ignore this. And there are a lot of holes when you take your kids home and they just are with you all day and that you're the only one interacting with them. That's, That's not necessarily the best setup for most. We need to... Uh, it's also important because we need to have them learn how to build relationships. Relationships are the foundation for understanding social dynamics and becoming a responsible citizen, interacting with the world. We, we need to build these long-lasting relationships. Really, It's really important. I remember when I was like 8, 9, 10 years old. Boy, oh boy, those are some fun years. And that's right around my kid's age. And they need to be around other kids, not necessarily their exact age, but around their own age, but also more, I think. I know looking back, my connections with others has been integral to my success. And here's the thing, school doesn't teach it and it's important. You just kind of learn this passively. Connecting with others creates the value in social socialization. So we, we got to look for those opportunities to connect with others in a meaningful way. And I believe that's the most important way to do it. And learning how to get along with other people is important. And that's one of the things that socialization teaches you because, uh, you know, that lesson of treating others as you want to be treated isn't just learned in isolation. (laughs) I know I just got together with uh, some of my old army buddies. Uh, We've spent the past 16 years apart for most of us. We haven't talked in 16 years, some of us. And connecting with them was a gift. And I I remember that... uh, you know, learning how to live with those guys and socialize myself within that culture was a challenge at one point. 
but it was it was definitely a gift on the other end because I formed these long lasting relationships and just had a whole new way to interact with with uh, people after that, at least on in, in the military front. It, it's just a different dynamic. And those types of experiences, I believe, are very important. Moving on, uh, why might homeschooling or unschooling, really a home education, why might that actually be superior socialization compared to regular schools? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I think it's authentic interactions is what I think it is. Uh, I think when we look at schools, you know, first off, if you ask a teacher, are any of their classes to help build socialization? Is that a, a core principle? And I think the answer is no for pretty much everyone. It's not to socialize. Have you ever been in school and they, you start trying talking or, uh, you know, to another, to a classmate and they say, quit talking, we're here to learn. School's primary objective is not socialization. It just happens to put you around a whole bunch of other kids. But it's in a false, fa it's a false construct. It's not the way real life works. In real life, there's age diversity. In real life, you have the ability to choose who you want to surround yourself with. We call that freedom of association. So let's dive into this a little bit. So age diversity. Homeschooling fosters a genuine interaction beyond the age-segregated groups in common traditional schooling, the compulsory schooling where we send our kids to school, promoting an understanding and cooperation among different age groups. Homeschooling does that. Really, when you put yourself in a school or you put your child in a school, you're putting them in this artificial environment. And nowhere else do you find that artificial environment other than schools. So it just doesn't represent reality. So I would argue that this type of socialization is not superior to the more authentic ones you can get in um, really everywhere else uh, interacting with uh, you know, people who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, all the way down into their you know eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. You're really interacting as a homeschooler with all age groups. And I think that's uh, a better reflection of reality. And I think you could be build these, uh, re build relationships with people of all ages and be able to talk intelligently with people of all ages if you are getting consistent interaction with people of all ages. I know people have mentioned to my kids or mentioned to me about my kids that they seem very mature. and. I got that when I was homeschooled, and I think that's because you're you're adopting some of the behavior of the people you're around. And if you're around mature people, you're going to adopt mature uh, ways to interact, if that makes sense. I, I think another thing is that schools actually cause a lot of children to drop their maturity level down, unfortunately. Now, I can't say that there's any evidence of this except for anecdotal and my own experience, but as I looked around in school, I saw people acting immature. Like, you know, there's always a couple people in your class that are really immature, playing, playing pranks on the teacher, treating other people in a horrible way, whereas most of the class is just trying to get along and they're fine. I think that those people when they continue to stick around and continue to act like that and, and, and you got the rest of the class watching them get away with treating other people in a really disrespectful way, that 
you start to wonder why you are held, what standards you're held to, and you realize that your standards are much lower in that class. So it might actually breed some immaturity and maybe even disrespect and some other things that you might not like. Uh, as opposed to when you're, you know, and that's good to be around, like expose your children to because they have to see the world as it is, meaning there's immature, disrespectful people out there. But to uh, constantly be around it and have the peer pressure to gravitate towards that, which is what I think school creates, I think that's a problem. And, th- and that's why I think that homeschooling or home education is superior in that way if you're going to get them around other people. I think you could build more meaningful and deeper relationships that are not confined to the short breaks that are in school. I think that's another great point because socialization happens around school. It's not actually school. It's on the school bus. It's in breaks. It's during, uh, you know, when the teacher stops teaching and says, hey, work together on something, you know, that some socialization happens there. It's not that it doesn't happen in schools. It's just that that is not the main focus by any means. Um, let me see if there's anything else I want to say about that. I want to I want to say a little bit more about the freedom of association. These 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 school interactions are forced interactions and don't represent real life. And in real life, I can choose who I want to be around. So if I see someone who's bullying, even at work, I can quit work and move to another uh, move to another job. Should it come to that? But when I'm in school, dictated by my zip code or where my parents choose to send me. <laughs> I don't have as many options. Uh, in fact, you could argue that many kids don't have any options. They don't. They cannot choose who they're around. They don't have any freedom of association. And again, that doesn't represent real life. And I noticed that when, when that barrier was removed, my interactions were more genuine, genuine, whereas opposed to when I was in school and forced to be around these bullies or these people who were disrespecting me and the people around me, uh, it took a lot of energy to put, for me to put up with that. And it wasn't great socialization. It was, you know, you have to work, learn how to work with difficult people, but I think we're going to have plenty of opportunities to do that in our life. I don't think we need to send our kids to a 12-year boot camp learning how to work with people who are difficult. I think what we will if we surround our children with the culture of being able to work together and trying to achieve that, we don't need to throw in a whole bunch of wrenches because those wrenches will happen naturally. That's just my own personal spin on it. I just think uh, putting yourself, your kids in that situation uh, to put up with some of these disrespectful kids, disrespectful towards your child, okay? It requires them, uh, the, the child a lot more, requires a lot more energy from the child just to even go to school and learn. I know I started protecting myself, trying to figure out how I could protect myself in every new class I went to, as opposed to seeking new relationships because it just was not a safe environment. I mean, I got picked on a lot when I was a kid in school. And it's part of the reason why I probably am a big advocate for homeschooling. 
is just because I, I just don't think it was healthy. I think I've been working through the past 20 some years trying to get out of that mindset that I have to protect myself from new groups of people, that I have to be around, you know, forced to be around people I don't like working with. I don't have to do any of that. And getting out of that mindset has been very difficult. And I know I have friends and family that really struggle with this. And I think that school just sets them up for failure. Like you're forced to be with this teacher who you don't like. You're forced to be uh, with all these other people, these bullies, these disrespectful people that you don't want to be around. And then you get out into the job market and you tell yourself, well, I have to work for this boss I don't like. I have to work with these people I don't like. And again, there's some truth that you might actually have to in the moment work with those difficult people. But let's cross that bridge when, we, when it comes to it, in my opinion. There'll be plenty of opportunities to learn how to work through that. In fact, at homeschool, you're going to have to do that as well. So I just don't see the value of adding all that stress to your kid's life when they should be focused on love for learning, when all the pressure's off and they can cultivate some really cool stuff and then find people with other uh, w- with interests similar to theirs. And I think that's really where those unique relationships are formed, not, not age-based. Although, you know, you do want to find someone, at least as a kid, similar to your own age, but uh, it doesn't have to be that way. I know I had friends that were older, had friends that were younger, had friends that were my own age, and all of them worked. So moving on, uh, let's see here. Let's move on to the practical aspects. You know, we really want to look at how we can actually do this and how we can like kind of frame how we look at socialization. So first I'm gonna start out with the the framing of socialization. We can get into tailored social environments. You know, you're gonna set up your kid for success, right? And in many ways we already do this. This is where we're protective. We're protective of who our kids hang out with. And at a certain age, we should back off a little bit. But at some ages, it's good to be surrounded with wholesome people who align with your values. So I think a value-aligned approach is, is helpful. Value-aligned approach, uh, in a value-aligned, value-aligned approach, parents can choose their social setting, a social setting that aligns with family values and individual child needs, ensuring a positive and nurturing social environment. And I think that choice right there is another advantage to a home-based education because you can choose this type of thing. You get limited choices when you're in public schools, especially, or even in compulsory schooling. It's one size fits all for the most part. You know, there's exceptions, of course, but as a general rule, that's where it is. You're going to have a controlled exposure. You're going to be able to uh, weed out some of the negative influences and harmful social behaviors just because you go, hey, I don't want them in that. So you don't. You just get out, go find something else. Uh, now there's not a lot of variety, not as much variety out there as I would like, but, uh, if you're in a larger community, there are definitely some options and we're in, we're in uh, Cleveland Metro and there's a lot of options in Cleveland Metro, which is good. We just don't want to drive to the other side of the earth <laughs> to get there. Uh, for our kids with this value, value aligned approach, we chose to get our kids involved with church centered activities because that aligns with our values. Now, if you're not a Christian, you know, you might want to go over and seek something else that aligns with your values. You need just got to do your homework. 
but uh, it's pretty easy for us to just jump into church activities all over town. One of the things we got our kids, again, nine years old, eight years old, and five years old, they're in that cool age where they, I don't know, they just want to get involved with stuff. They want to be around other kids. They want to get out of energy. And uh, we got our kids involved in Awana. And Awana is a church-based program where it uh, combines athletic skills and as with uh, a team effort to you know, an Olympic style kind of, uh, I really don't know how to describe it. Like an Olympic style, like, you know, each person competes individually, but then they, as a team are able to win or lose. Uh, and they got these really odd activities like running in circles around these pins. And then you have to do these things. I don't know, but the kids love it. And we, we do that once a week and they're getting around other kids and socializing and learning teamwork and learning some good values. Uh, I think it's great. And that's kind of one of those settings. And there's many others. There's uh, Bible school, like vacation Bible school, and some of those things that are value aligned or Sunday school, stuff like that. Uh, and we, we take advantage of all that stuff. And that's on a regular basis where they're getting to see friends. It's not necessarily for socialization again, but there's a lot more of it than when you have to just sit there and listen to the teacher. There's a lot of interactive stuff, teamwork, you know, that's the stuff we're looking for. Moving on, uh, practical application. We, we as uh, homeschoolers or unschoolers, however you want it, like home-based education, we want to encourage, uh, let me reframe this. We want reduced peer pressure. We don't want our kids to feel pressured to conform. Now they're going to feel some of that and that's okay. They got to learn how to deal with it. But what we really want to help our children grow into is their individuality, their differences. That's what makes them strong, unique, special, right? When you get married to your spouse, you don't marry them because they're just like everyone else. No, you you love uh, your friends and your family uh, or your husband or wife, because they are unique, you chose your friends because they're unique, unique. because maybe they're just like you and that's hard to find. Or maybe they're, they have a different idea of, of different ideas about stuff and you appreciate that. I just think that negative peer pressure pr- promotes, it, it, it promotes conformity. And I just want to help my kids find who they are, hence the unschooling, because I think it's the fastest path. The more the more unschooling principles you adopt, the more your child is going to learn about themselves, find what they like, find what they don't like, and be able to navigate themselves as early as possible to uh, find their niche in the world. And, and schools don't provide that near, I mean, there's they really don't provide that at all. It's, again, socialization is secondary and what you want is secondary to the collective. Individuality is what we're trying to promote with unschooling and I think it does that. Uh, We also want to give our kids a healthy self-esteem and peer pressure does not necessarily help that, in my opinion. Children develop self-esteem based on personal achievements and family support rather than peer validation is what I believe. Now, 
the trap is falling into the to look into your left and your right and your peers are saying criticizing you and saying that's my self-worth i as a christian i as a christian do not believe my self-worth comes from this earth my value comes from something greater than me uh, i can gain confidence you know which is part of self-esteem from my personal achievements and having my family support or my parents and people that uh, that love me, surrounding me, telling me that I'm worth more than just my personal achievements and where my my true worth comes from, uh, and being there for for uh, being there for children when they're down, you know, uh, because they're gonna you know take a hit and they're we're gonna s- redirect and say. Yeah, you failed on this one, but really, you know, it's the effort that counts, that kind of thing. That's a healthy self-esteem. So we personally surround our children with people who lift our children up. Good people from all age ranges. I know me personally as an adult, and I use the adult model to, and then bring it down to kids because that's the that's the world they're going to live in soon. Again, there's big differences between adults and children, but we want to try and set up the framework, a healthy framework for when they introduce it as their children all the way up into when they become an adult. We want to set up that framework. We introduce them to children of all age, children of all ages, including a, and then up to adults. And uh, those people should be lifting our kids up. I think that's just going to have a give them a healthy outlook on life, and I think that's very valuable. Le- at least that's my strategy for now, unless someone convinces me otherwise. Again, you're getting the best I got. This is the best I know how to do. I'm always learning again, but uh, you know, peer pressure is a tough one, and that that's the best strategy I got. So, uh, practical strategies for socialization uh, continue with community involvement. Community involvement, so you can have uh, local engagement, which would be like engaging in local events maybe there's some different clubs or volunteer opportunities to meet a variety of people and learn different community values and that type of thing. You can do service projects. I mean, helping out other people, I, I think that's also intertwined with the whole value-based approach. Uh, participate in a community service project to learn empathy, altruism, some build up some societal responsibility. You know, I think that's important. Uh, I think we've, We've focused on that in years past. I'm talking about before compulsory schooling. Where that was really what we did for each other. You know, you really didn't just sit in a classroom. You learned how to help out each other. And that was a big responsibility. So for us, in our family, we go to church and they do community service projects, which is pretty cool. And it's a lot of times like in the local community cleaning up a an elder person's yard, someone who can't do it, maybe a disabled person, you know, just going through, not just mowing their yard, but I mean, cleaning up the hedges and pulling out a stump and, you know, putting some landscaping down so that way it's less maintenance. And uh, they really seem to appreciate it. It might even be fixing their porch or putting in a ramp so they can get up the, so they don't have to walk up the stairs. They can use their real wheelchair. And it might even be something where it's less going to someone's house and doing something it might be just finding people that you see out there and helping them i think there's 
you know, taking advantage of those advantage of those opportunities is important, not just for you to take advantage, but <laughs> your kids to see you doing that, I think is important because I do believe that there should be some social responsibility uh, within an education. Again, home-based education can be more holistic, particularly on schooling. And uh, giving that societal responsibility, I think is important, at least for me. And with that, we're going to end today's episode. We still got some more practical strategies that we're going to dive into in the next episode of the Socialization Toolkit. And this is going to be all practical, hands-on strategies to help your kids get the best socialization possible. So I appreciate you being here. I always enjoy having you. And stay curious, stay unschooled, and stay away from the algebra nightmares. Catch you in the next episode. Parents, are you terrified your unschooled child isn't learning enough? Or are you a homeschooling veteran eager to level up by incorporating in unschooling principles? Maybe you're newly venturing into homeschooling and already doubting your decision. Whatever the stage, overwhelm is real, but it doesn't have to be. I'm Matthew Jarecki from Unschooled Unleashed, and I've got huge news. I'm thrilled to introduce Homeschool Rescue, Unschooled Unleashed's signature coaching package. Whether you're all in on unschooling or just dipping a toe, this tailored coaching package is your roadmap to a confident and thriving education no matter how hectic life gets. Bold moves make bright futures. Join our Homeschool Rescue coaching program through the link in the description and set your child's genius free. So here's where we roll up our sleeves and bring out the big guns. If you support our mission, then please leave a review. On Unschooled Unleashed, we are talking about using a radical approach to education in today's world. And the more five-star reviews we have, the more people will feel comfortable with the ideas, strategies, and principles we discuss. It gives legitimacy to our message, and the podcast's algorithm prioritizes us so we can reach more people. You may even have your five-star review read on our podcast. Before I let you go, I have to pause and say this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Your presence here is the fuel that ignites this movement. I am incredibly moved that you trust in us enough to click play. You, my friends, are the caped heroes in this story, the guardians of your family's learning journey, and a beacon of hope for your community. Be bold. Do what you think is best for you and your family. Thanks again for tuning in and taking this courageously outside of the box for this educational revolution. Welcome to the front line.